Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. You're listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, our blog and newsletter, view videos of our artist's work, and even listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Jessica Manalis. Like most photographers, Jessica is always looking for that unique perspective or special something in an image. Her work embraces various styles from clean, crisp, well-defined images with an interesting and vital point of view to compelling composition with fresh simplicity. Her aim is to entice the viewer to look at the details to become aware of the color and form of the subject. And even when using textures to enhance a photo, the viewer is drawn in and the subject maintains its focus and importance. Well, good morning, Jessica, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're excited to have you here this morning, and let's start off by having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Okay, I'd love to. Um, as you know, my name is Jessica. Uh, I am currently work as a fine art photographer, but I didn't exactly start out that way. Uh, when I went to college, I went to Moore College of Art and Design in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I was actually an illustration major. And I graduated um, mm. as an illustration major and worked for several years um, as an in-house graphic designer and a freelance illustrator, um, illustrating in magazines um, and and ad campaigns, and mm-hmm. I got married and started a family <laughs> and t- took a break from the workforce to to be a full time mom. And when I found that my schedule was starting to free up as my children were getting older, I decided that I had wanted to you know get back into doing some more artwork. And I had a camera, and it, it just so happened to be with the beginning stages of the whole digital camera phase, and I decided I was going to start taking pictures for reference photos so I could start to build up my portfolio again to go out and market myself. And as I was taking pictures and um, exploring, you know, the whole world of digital cameras and uh, programming that was available at the time, I started to realize that I was actually enjoying taking the pictures more than replicating them in some other, you know, art medias as painting or drawing. So I started pursuing that, and I sort of felt that my photography worked. I, I, using my art background, I had a good sense of composition and color scheme, and I really just started working on that and pursuing that. And 
I took a shot and started entering some of my work in some competitions, and I was getting a lot of positive feedback. So it sort of just fell from there, and I've been pretty much just solely taking pictures. I uh, process everything, you know, digitally on my computer through various, um, you know, uh, programs, Adobe programs, Topaz programs, and um, I've continued to uh, enter competitions. I've had work in several group exhibits um, across the United States, and I've recently started having my work reproduced on uh, home decor items, pillows, tote bags, mugs, and things like that. So I'm trying to kind of pursue my career that way, start an online business, and uh, go from there. Well, that's very interesting, and uh sounds like it's uh, keeping you busy. Yes. Is there a particular uh, subject matter that you like to photograph, Jessica, or is it, does it pretty much cover a wide range of subject matter? No, I really tend to be drawn to floral uh, flowers, I, I hesitate to say just nature. I do love to go on just a walk, grab my camera, go on a hike, walk through the woods, uh, but I'm usually found in a botanical garden somewhere, especially weather <laughs> permitting. Um, I love, and I just always seem to come back to flowers. Uh, I love the the shapes, the petals, the colors, and I do a lot of what would be considered macro photography, which is really getting very up close to the subject and trying to really get into to, to view what maybe the eye, you know, the normal eye could really just not see um, and then try to take that a step further. So I really am drawn to florals. Every once in a while you might find me, um, I'll participate in a workshop, maybe doing something more along the lines of street photography, but that's also because I always feel that as an artist, no matter what, you have to push yourself. You have to kind of go out of maybe what's your comfort zone just for your own creativity, not necessarily because you want to completely change subjects or, you know, take it, your work in a different uh, direction, which could be also. But mm-hmm. I feel like you always have to um, push yourself creatively, try something new, and then when you're coming back to maybe what you typically do, you now can look at things you have a different perspective, you have a different way of looking at things, and it it just always improves your art. But Usually I'm I'm all about the flowers. <laughs> First question is uh when you see something that you're interested in and and you mentioned you get close you get the the macro type uh photographs approximately how many photographs do you take of the of the same flower or image that you're looking for? Well, I usually it's it's kind of funny because I laugh at myself when I do this. I usually take uh, a double shot of each angle. I really don't know why, because when I open them up and I look at them on the computer, I'm like, this is the exact same shot. But I usually take double <laughs> shot at each angle, but I might walk around the flower. It sort of also depends mm-hmm. on uh, where the subject is at the moment. Sometimes I can't necessarily do a 360. I'm limited by the display, what's around it. So I try to take things from different angles. I might come up high above it. I might sit down on the ground, shoot from below. Um I tend to like to do things where you're getting like a almost like a three quarter view where you're sort of on the side, either a little bit above or mm-hmm. below. But again, I will take several you know, I might take a dozen pictures of the same flower all from different angles because then I'll see 
you know, which view I like. Sometimes I might do the same flower and I might uh, process it, the same exact flower in different, you know, in different views and see how they come out. So, yeah, I usually do um, take several pictures. (laughs) So how much time uh, on average per week do you spend either out taking pictures or uh, working on your photographs at home? I probably say at the moment I say, I guess I would say that this is probably considered more of like a part-time job. Uh, I mm-hmm. between the photographing, processing, promoting, um, I spend about you know probably about twenty hours a week. I several years ago I did start a thing where I reserved one day a week where I take what I call my little field trips and mm-hmm. I, I I pick a place to go shoot. And I have my my set day a week. I don't plan anything else for that day because I know I'm going to wherever the location is that I feel that I want to go to that day to, you know, take some pictures. So I always reserve one day a week at least to do that. And, again, certainly weather permitting, I'm in the Northeast. It's winter right now. It's kind of chilly to be outside <laughs> taking pictures. But, uh, but, you know, then I say, hey, I'll run to the store, grab some, buy some flowers, bring them into my house set up a display, start taking pictures because Mm -hmm. I think like anything else, you always have to keep doing something every day. Well, that is a good point. Jessica, is there an artist or an individual that's been a big influence on your artwork? Yes, I would say I have have a couple of artists. Um, Strangely enough, I am a huge, huge admirer of Picasso. Um, not that his work <laughs> reflects any of mine, but I just love his shapes, love his colors, um, and I'm a huge admirer. Um, I also, and this will probably make a little more sense, um, love Georgia O'Keeffe. Obviously, her main mm-hmm. subject was mostly flowers. She also mm-hmm. um, did many of her works were very close up. I don't, wouldn't really say my work resembles hers, but I, I admire her work, um, and I look at it a lot. There are a, a couple of photographers, uh, may not be hugely famous, but there's a couple of photographers who work um, uh, currently that I follow, that I have done some workshops with. Um, Linda Zabo, she does a lot of uh, floral photography as well, and Mike Motes is a nature photographer, but huge macro photographer. And um, I follow those two a lot also to see what they're doing um, you know, what's the latest things that they have in their portfolio and that they're working on. Well, a couple of things you've mentioned uh, that I want to cover a little maybe more in detail. Uh, I noticed uh, when I asked uh, how much time uh, you put in there about, you know, promoting your work, and I think that's real important, and I think that for a lot of artists, you know, that's not the fun part of being an artist. <laughs> right. <laughs> But it's an important part of being an artist if you're if you're trying to make it in the art world or whether it be a living or just getting your name out there. So uh, t- tell the audience, if you will, uh, some of the things that you do to promote your art and yourself. Absolutely. I am uh, really trying to take advantage, and it is a bit of a learning curve for myself as well, uh, This about uh, to deal with social media. Um, it's, again, I say it's a bit of a learning curve because I am um, certainly not a millennial, and 
<laughs> you know, I didn't grow up with computers, so I, I'm really mm-hmm. trying to, to take advantage of that. So I think that I'm currently on all of the typical the typical places. I have my own website that I uh, make sure that on a regular basis, a weekly basis, I'm updating, I'm adding new work, and then I promote my website on, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, other social media outlets. I am on Instagram. I have my own uh, Facebook page. I'm on Twitter. I have a LinkedIn account. I have a Google Plus account. And I just sort of um, randomly, I don't necessarily put the exact same thing each day on all of those things. I sort of try to spread it out. I do try to uh, follow some of the social media rules that seem to be out there. I'm So I try to at least, you know, tweet something every day and, uh, post something on Instagram every day and something on Facebook every day. And certainly if there's something um, different, unique, or special happening in my life, uh, something like being on a radio show or uh, if I'm going to have <laughs> being exhibiting in a gallery, I make sure that I promote that, you know, more often than maybe just right. new work. But I always try to at least once a week post, oh, this is new work, and I always try to direct everybody to my website. Because certainly on my website, I have all of the places in one place listed where people could find me. So I try to direct everybody to there a lot. And um, and I even take it to the extent of doing some volunteer work. Again, just trying to get exposure mm-hmm. uh, for myself. I volunteered mm-hmm. um, teaching, like, photography classes to uh, special needs kids. Um, I just recently offered up my services to the Girl Scouts, but they haven't taken me up on it yet, but that also could be because it's mm-hmm. not camp yet. But, but um, you know, mm-hmm. I try to promote myself vocally by just sort of putting myself out there. Um, and I also try to take advantage of local, local networking, um, you know, net, networking events that are in my area too. Well, that's awesome. Uh, getting out, uh, I, I think that's uh... – that's an area a lot of artists kind of overlook, but, but you know, really uh, working with non uh, non for profit organizations, those types of things, it's great exposure um, and, and get you in front of people that uh, other types of uh, promotions just won't get you in front of. I don't think so. That, that's great, great, some great ideas there uh, for everyone. Thank you. And then another thing you had mentioned. Uh, that you take uh, not courses, but you go to workshops. So, uh, yes. how often do you try to do a workshop? Uh, do workshops, or do you have like a goal of so many a year, or is it just when something comes up that interests you? Usually, it's just when something comes up and interests me. Um, again, because I'm on social media, I not only do I promote myself, but I follow a lot of people that I find interesting. And so, I, you know, you end up hearing about or um, seeing a posting for a workshop, and I usually just, you know, find something that might be interesting to to me. Some of the, again, because of this wonderful digital age and internet. Um, it's sometimes it's very easy to take advantage of an online workshop. I felt that those have been um, successful for me. They don't have to be. Sometimes they're better because I've taken ones where it's sort of you're working on your own, so you're on your own pace, which works because 
I could start when I was ready to start, and if it took me an extra week to do something uh, because I had other things going on in my life because I'm also a mom. So sometimes it took a little long, but that was okay because I, I had that, you know, I, I didn't have that pressure of, oh, I have to be at a class at a specific time. So I've done workshops like that. I've done single-day workshops, uh, which was actually very interesting. It happened to have been online, but it was live online, and it was a three-hour workshop, mm -hmm. and we talked to each other through the computer. So it was kind of neat to do that and sort of follow it along. Um, and I've also done day-long workshops. Um, I'm very close proximity to Philadelphia still, and there have been mm -hmm. workshops held, photography workshops held in Philadelphia that have been day-long workshops, and I've physically gone to, to those as well. And I always feel like if I can take one or two things from a workshop, then it's successful. So mm -hmm. I don't have to have this huge, wonderful experience, but you take a few things from each uh, workshop and incorporate it or use it. And um, so I, I, I do find them interesting. I, I will probably say I maybe do one to two a year. So seems how to be, it's been working out. Oh, that's wonderful, and I think uh, everyone should do things like that. Uh, regardless of what your talent is, it, it's you always you know practice and and learning more about uh, the medium that you use is, is very very good. Plus, it puts you out and you and you get to kind of be around other artists, which I think is always a great thing. Yes, I I, I agree with that, and it's just found that it is. It's sometimes it's difficult when you're an artist if you're not surrounded by artists and it's certainly a very different atmosphere mm -hmm. when you leave art school where you're so constantly surrounded <laughs> by creative people and then suddenly you're mm -hmm. off on your own and it is hard sometimes to uh, get that creative inspiration unless you put yourself there and I always personally find and I love all of them for it but all of my friends, my family certainly love everything I do because they're my friends and family. But sometimes you want to say, hey, be, give me a little more constructive criticism. Don't just love it because I made it. So sometimes it's right. nice to be surrounded by creative people. Well, Jessica, we're at a good point, I think, to take a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we'll okay. talk uh, about some of the images you have here on the gallery. Great. And I want to let our listeners know that you can view and purchase Jessica Manalis's artwork by going to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, click on the Shop Art, and then go to the Featured Artist tab, and then look for Jessica Manalis's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants. So if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, Click on the Artist Member Corner and follow the prompts under the Member Application Process tab. And if you're a designer, an architect, or just a lover of great art who believes art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists from around the world. You can search by style, medium, color, size, or, of course, by the individual artist. And again, to view Jessica Manalis' beautiful art, just click on the shop art, and then click on the featured artist tab, and then look for Jessica Manalis' name. Well, Jessica, one of the uh, pieces that you have on the gallery is called Out of Darkness. Let's uh, tell the audience about that piece. Sure. 
uh, that is actually one of my first pieces uh, that I have done early on. And it was a very significant piece for me because I was, I, I almost in a sense was just sort of learning my technique. And I had sh- taken mm-hmm. this photo. It's actually a, a poppy flower bud. Happened to have been growing in my own garden. And I mm-hmm. saw it. I thought it was really interesting the way the poppy buds come while they still have their outer shell and, and the flowers popping through. And I took the shot. And I had mm-hmm. recently discovered uh, a uh, – uh, had gone to a workshop, actually, with um, a man called named Scott Kelby, who is a huge, really, he's a photographer, but very big uh, with Adobe and their software. Mm-hmm. And I was using Adobe software, and I had his book, and I'm I'm taking all of these steps, and I said I'm going to use this photo to to process this, and everything sort of just fell into place. Uh, I really loved the way it came out. I was experimenting with techniques and using different textures. And I really love the way the piece came out, and, and it, it remains one of my favorite pieces. Uh, and, again, I'm very nostalgic about it. It happened to be been one of the first pieces that I had ever submitted to be mm-hmm. in, in a gallery show, and it was accepted. And I was absolutely thrilled. I said, wow, I'm, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I, I really can do this. I, I'm, I'm good at what I'm doing. And I, so I had submitted that, and it has um, – actually ended up in several gallery shows since then, um, and even somebody uh, purchased it from one of the galleries, so it's now hanging in somebody else's wall. But, yeah, that was mm-hmm. happens to be really, even now, one of my favorite pieces that I've ever done. Well, it's a very uh, interesting piece, and then there's there's a lot going on in, in that image, so it does uh, does command your attention. Thank you. And another image you have on the gallery is called Somebody's Beauty. Tell us about that one, Jessica. Sure. Somebody's Beauty uh, is also happens to be one of my favorite images that I've done. And what I like about that one, as compared to uh, Out of Darkness, where the poppy was a bud, this is actually uh, represents uh, a phase of mine. Not that the phase is over, but... Uh, that actually happens to be a flower that was actually starting to die. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to shoot are actually flowers that are starting to fade. So that's why I never mind going to flower gardens in the fall and I don't have to go in the middle of the summer when everything's bright and blooming because I think that when a flower is starting to fade, it just becomes so much more interesting Anyone, everybody wants to shoot the nice, pretty flower, but nobody wants to shoot the flower that's starting to fade and maybe isn't so, or their viewing isn't so pretty. But I want to show that even a flower that's fading can be just as beautiful as one that's in full bloom. So it just so happened that this flower, and I actually happened to have been on vacation when I shot this flower, mm-hmm. and it was starting to fade, and I, I shot the flower, and I, I, when I well, came home and I, had put it up on my computer. I loved the angle that it was sort of straight side on. And I did uh, one of the things that I you could see a lot of my work um, is mm-hmm. I enhanced it with textures, uh, backgrounds, and things like that. And I decided to do that with this piece. 
I just love the way the uh, the pinks of the of the flower that's still fading against the kind of greenish background, but the shape mm-hmm. to me of the petals, the way they're bending, uh, folding, it just makes it so much more interesting than just a, a pretty beautiful flower with bright colors. And that's <laughs> really why, again, that piece uh, really speaks to me. I, I love it. I think it's very representative of my, you know, uh, fading flower phase, so to speak. So. Well, Jessica, I agree. Uh, most botanical artists, you know, you're right. They want to do the pretty flower, the flower that's in full bloom. And then, you, and then probably the second most popular is one that's, you know, just a bud that is just getting ready to bloom. But rarely do you see, whether it be painters or photographers do, you know, the final stage of a flower's life. And I agree with you. I think that's that's just as important as any of the other stages of a flower's life. And your image on that one is just superly wonderful. I really enjoyed that image. Thank you. Well, Jessica, uh, another piece you have on the gallery is called Echinacea. Would you tell us about that piece? Sure. Um, Echinacea is sort of is representative more of a lot of the work that I'm starting to do now. I actually start that piece represents I had actually done a workshop um, and learned a few interesting techniques and had taken some pictures of the uh, flowers, which it's also called a cone flower, and at a botanical garden. And really where it comes in for me is the, the processing of it. So I, I've been doing some uh, experimental techniques with uh, post-processing of my, my photos in Photoshop and using different filters. And mm-hmm. uh, so this was representative of that, where I started using different kinds of filters, layering um, in Photoshop where you're putting uh, basically the same exact image, but maybe with different coloring, different, uh, right, a different right. filters, so that looks differently, um, one on top of the other and, and blending them. And I just really loved the the way it came out it's a little bit um not really neon but it uh, i with the dark background and it's sort of the flower fades into the background a little bit and so that's a piece that i i love because it's starting to represent you know a little bit of a new phase of experimentation that i'm going into now uh that i'm you know going to per- continue to pursue and and see where that takes my work. So, and I also uh, like it. I tend not all of my work is, but I've been experimenting with uh, having a square format as opposed to the more of a traditional photograph format. So that's mm-hmm. another uh, compositionally. I, I mm-hmm. like that as well. Well, I do enjoy that uh, image as well. Uh, I like the the way you're you're mixing the different hues of colors, and even the light, uh, you know, adjusting, if you will, the light, how the light strikes the fly. I think that makes for a very beautiful image. Thank you. Well, Jessica, we are getting close to the end of the show, and one of the questions I always like to ask our guests is advice that they would have for someone that's just new getting into the art world. Sure. Uh, Well, if I could give some advice, First, I would say, you know, stay true to yourself and stay true to your subjects and don't ever let anybody tell you that um, 
it's not working or why would somebody like your work? Yeah, I really find that I, I try not to be necessarily mainstream. I do work that makes me feel good, that I like, that I think mm-hmm. looks beautiful. Um, and practice, practice, you know, practice. They say that. I remember when I graduated <laughs> from art school, it said draw every day. And, and it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever your medium is, you know, try to do it every day. Try to do something creative every day uh, because I really think that it's just, it's always inspiring, and even if you don't have the, the time or the opportunity to, you know, do your exact craft every day, but do something that's creative every day, whether it's looking at other artists or taking a walk or, you know, everyone has to find out what works for them. But I, I think that it's practice, and, and never stop learning. Take workshops, take classes to the best of your ability, and you know, learn new things, and and you know, and just keep pursuing it. Don't give up, and you know, and hopefully, hopefully, you'll find success. Well, Jessica, that's wonderful advice, and I agree too. I I think uh, practice, practice, practice. I think uh, no matter how talented you are, uh, you know, you need to be developing continually to develop your 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 skill set and 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 the medium that you use, you know, for your art. Yes, absolutely. And I always say I, I go to art museums all the time, you know, look at the masters, look at right. what other people have done. And if you're putting your work out there and you're not getting a great response, um, I still go through this all the time. I, I still submit my work for potential shows and competitions, and I, I get plenty of no's, but I say that's okay. It's, you know, <laughs> somebody else will like it. Just I, I don't get You have to develop a little bit of a thick skin. You can't get insulted or take it personally. Mm-hmm. So right. you just have to keep trying, don't give up, and, you know, and just stay true to yourself. Wonderful advice, Jessica, and I want to thank you for joining us today on An Artist Speaks. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, and I really appreciate it. Uh, We certainly enjoyed having you on the show, and we love having you on the gallery and your art. We uh, can't wait to see more of your art on the gallery. Thank you. Again, to view Jessica Manala's stunning art, to listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of Jessica's art, visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery online. I want to let all of the artists listening in today know that Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibition. To enter your art, just click on the Art Competition tab and follow the prompts. And you can check out all of our upcoming competitions and exhibitions while you're there. And if you're an architect, an interior designer, or just a lover of art who likes to share and have beautiful art adorning your walls, then visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. So please sign up so you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. And Artist Speaks airs every other Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so we'll meet again in two weeks. But next Saturday at this time, be sure to listen to our show, The Business of Art, hosted by artist and published author Sharon Hawkshaw, as she shares tips and ideas on how artists can grow their business. 
Again, thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.